Hello, I'm Pastor Keith Babb III, and I want to thank you so much for tuning into the podcast of the Way Church of Tampa Bay. Our desire is that as a result of the word, that you no longer settle with simply coming to church, but you become the church. I pray that you enjoy this broadcast and that it challenges you, that it convicts you, and that it changes you. Thank you again, and let's enter into today's message. Go ahead and um, pray. Prayerfully, we don't have too many more distractions. Like I said, I am, if you're just now tuning in, I am out in the opening, um, leading Bible study. And so it, it, you may pick up some. I'm going to go ahead and pray and then we're just going to get right into this lesson. Okay, a short message tonight, but we'll dig into it. Let's go to God in prayer. Father, we thank you for tonight, God. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your mercy, oh God. We thank you for the privilege to um, tune into your word, um, to dig through it, and to learn some truths that we can apply to our lives. Father, I pray for every person that's tuned in or that'll watch this on the replay that they receive your word. Um, and I pray not only for them, but also for myself that I will receive it, oh God, and that it would take root in my life and in their lives, oh God, so that we can walk more closely with you, um, more aligned with you as you so desire. God, be with us throughout this night. And it's in your son Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you, guys. Thank you, thank you so much. <clears throat> I see your comments. Yeah, I quickly went ahead and banned him. I don't know what that was all about. But like I said, this is an open platform. And so um, we're using it for good, which is to put the word of God out there on it. And, of course, some people, I mean, I don't know how much time you have to actually have to sit and create accounts to go in and just make comments on churches pages as that's pretty silly but anyway so we're gonna go to um, get into this message tonight so I've been kind of playing around with this quote-unquote um, lesson series called the simplicity of the gospel um, I started last night if you were watching last night <clears throat> I'm sorry last week if you were watching last week we dug into 2nd Corinthians 11 and 3 and we were um, basically picking up in the middle of a conversation of Paul addressing the church at Corinth and dealing with um, false apostles, okay? So Paul had laid a foundation in them and then he got word that some false apostles had showed up and they were basically leading that church astray. And so we were talking about um, simplicity as it relates to our relationship with Christ. And that's what we dug into in part one. And if you remember, I only had one overarching point, okay? I know Pastor Keith have a lot of overarching points, but I only had one. And that overarching point was simplicity defends against deception, okay? Simplicity defends against deception. That was the in part one, that when we can hold on to the simplicity, then what we can do, a little bit of noise, if you just now tuning in, you're gonna hear a few doors shut. But if you can, um, if we can tune into that as it relates to our relationship, then that will help defend against us being led astray and being deceived, which um, you'll have to go back and listen to part one, which is ultimately what happened to the church at Corinth. Okay, so tonight, um, what we're going to be talking about in keeping with that same theme, the simplicity of the gospel, we're going to talk about talk about it as it relates to works in Christ. Okay, so we talked about it as it relates to our relationship with Christ, but now we're going to talk about it as it relates to our works in Christ. So if you have your Bibles, which I pray you do, um, we're going to go to John 6. And again, we're shooting this live. So 
There's no fancy scripture showing up across the screen. Maybe someone can type this in for me. We're going to go to John 6. And actually, I want to go back. I was looking over this before I came. And we're going to go back a few verses. So John 6 and 25. I believe we're going to read through the 29th verse. So can someone throw that in there? Who's ever a fast typer or however quick texter, if you're watching on your phone. John 6, 25 through 29. Thank you, Miss Ozzy. I'm going to read through the 29th verse. And just give me a moment here, because as I was reviewing this lesson tonight, I kind of felt like we should pick up here. So let me give you the backdrop of what's going on. Good. Again, thanks, Bree. Very unedited version, okay? This isn't pre-recorded, but what's basically going on here is we're picking up with Jesus has just fed the 5,000. And some men who were a part of that feeding um, are now looking for him. So Jesus went one place and they went looking for him and they thought they would find him here. And so they've crossed over in the um, a, a sea and they're looking for him. They're in search of him. Okay. And so they finally find him and we're picking up in that conversation where they kind of arrive on the scene and they, they find Jesus. Okay. So we're going <clears> to... <throat> Look at John 6 and 25, and let me read this here. I'm reading, just for the sake of simplicity, I'm reading the Christian Standard Version. Let's see what it says. It says, and when they found him on the other side of the sea, they said to him, Rabbi, when did you get here? Okay, that's all they asked. As soon as they, they've been looking for him, and they crossed the sea, and it said when they got to the other side of it, they said to him, Rabbi, when did you get here? And verse 26 says, Jesus answered, truly I tell you, you are looking for me not because you saw the signs, but because you ate the loaves and were filled. Don't work for the food that perishes, but for the food that lasts for eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you because God the Father has set his seal of approval on him. Verse 28 says, um, this is them replying back to Jesus. What can we do to perform the works of God? They asked. Verse 29 says, Jesus replied, this is the work of God that you believe in the one who has sent, um, he has sent. So real quick again, let me, a lot of verses, a lot of language here. These men are looking for Jesus. He just fed the 5,000. They find him and they say, hey, when did you get here? So instead of Jesus just saying, oh, I got here yesterday or I got here a couple hours ago, he just kind of goes, which I love about Jesus. He just straightforward bypasses all the nonsense and the foolishness and gets at the heart of really what their question is about. And he says, look, you're not looking for me um, because um, oh, because you saw a sign or you saw the, the, the godly works that I was doing. You're looking for me because I gave you something to eat and you were filled and that's what you're coming here for. And so then he continues on. He doesn't stop, that, stop there in verse 27. You'll see he kind of encourages them, don't look for temporary stuff. He says, don't don't work for the food that perishes, but rather for the food that lasts for eternal life. So he's trying to get them to see a bigger picture here. He's saying food really bought you here. You're looking for the thing that I filled you up with, but that's really not the thing you should be in search of. Just one little question. And Jesus kind of unloads on them like that. But our focus tonight, I want it to be on verses 28 and 29. And I'm going to read them one more time. John 6, 28 says, what can we do to perform the works of God? They asked. And Jesus replied, this is the work of God, that you believe in the one that he has sent. Give me just a moment here. Now, this is, before we give these guys a bad reputation, hopefully we see ourselves in this scripture, right? 
Jesus gives, gives us an answer and then we just bypass it. They ask him, when did you get here? He knew their intentions, so he started to speak and address their concerns well before. And when he did that, um, they still asked him more questions. And they're like, okay, well, what do we need to do? What's the words of God? Because he, st he starts talking about the um, eternal life. So they're like, well, what do we need to do? We want to know, like, exactly what do we need to do to do the works of God and then again to me which would seem like a silly answer but Jesus gives them something very simple he says believe in Jesus okay so hopefully we see ourselves in that have you ever been in that place where God will tell you something and you're like yeah I know I just need to know exactly what you want me to do God I need I just just give me the details if you give me the details and I'll know what to do and then God kind of responds like just believe in me okay real simple real simple um, sorry for the noise in the back. Like I said, we are out in an open space, so you're going to hear a little bit of noise. Um, here's the thing. We love asking more questions, okay? But more information is never going to be the answer. Whatever it is that God spoke to you, God is not a man where he just wastes words, where he just speaks frivolously. When God tells you something, he tells you, and that's it. But we love to continue asking questions as if the answer is going to change or if it's going to get more clear. But that doesn't happen. Usually it just becomes uh, more confusing. So I, I love this. When I read this, I kind of see God after they ask, hey, when did you get here? And he unloads and give him all of that. I can kind of see God when they say, OK, but how do we do the works of God? In my head, it's like after you've given someone the answer and you've addressed the issue directly on, it almost is like now the scripture doesn't say he's doing this. But I kind of feel like he's like, oh my gosh, okay. If you want to do the works of God, then you need to believe in Jesus. I can kind of see him nodding his head, right? So I don't know if y'all picture that too when you read through this. But if you continue reading, and we don't have time for that tonight, but if you continue reading, you'll see that they kept asking more questions. They just continued to ask more and more questions. If you don't believe me, after tonight's lesson, just go through, read it, and you'll find that out. But that's not the point of um, tonight's lesson. Um, but let me just drop this off. If Jesus has already given you the answer, stop asking questions. This has nothing to do with our lesson, but it's just a piece I want to pull out. For some of us, Jesus has already given us the, the answers. We don't need to continue asking the same exact question, okay? We just need to receive it and move on, um, lest we become more and more confused. So, what these men did, and I kind of talked about this, was something um, that many people do common, um, very commonly. And what it is is that they focus on the godly works and the idea of doing something in order to earn something. And God doesn't operate like that. Sinners tend to do this a lot when they when they receive salvation or even before salvation. They're like, well, what do I need to do? What do I need to do to be in right standing? But I, I feel like we say sinners, but I feel like we as believers have a tendency of doing this too. Even after we believe in Jesus Christ, even after we've accepted him, we kind of have this tendency to do what these men here are doing in this scripture, which is to focus solely on the works. Now, I'm not saying that works don't matter and that God doesn't care about the works, but what I'm saying is that works alone is not the answer, okay? Um, just focusing on your Christian works and what it is that God wants you to do, that alone is not the answer. So sure, God would approve of us feeding the, the needy and the homeless, but the point is, is do you understand that 
it's more than the food that you give them, but more so of the Christ that you um, represent that will really keep them and hold them, okay? So it's always bigger than the works. Um, you may be wondering, okay, well, um, do I need to get involved in my local church? Where do I need to serve or how do I need to serve? Which ministry should I be a part of? All of that is good. God cares about the works, but are you more focused on the duty or the devotion, okay? So it's not that works don't matter. It's just that there's always a bigger picture. Um, the true work of Christ is always an inward work. It's always going to be an inward work. We tend to focus on the outward work, but it's always an inward work that God is trying to get at, okay? Um, so, listen to this. I believe, and I genuinely believe this, I wrote this down, I'm read it verbatim because I don't want you to miss this. I believe that there's a set course that God has for each of us, which means there are set things that the Lord has for us to do. However, none of it, absolutely none of it, can be accomplished void of believing in God, in Jesus Christ, rather. None of it. Absolutely none of it. Which brings me to my overarching point for part two. And y'all just bear with me. I just want to unpack things before we get into it. The, the message will be simple, I promise you, but I like giving backdrop. Um, so this brings me to my overarching point for tonight. So remember, um, in part one, I talked about simplicity um, defends against deception. Well, tonight, I want to make this point, and someone type this in the comment box for me. Simplicity defends against deviating. Real wordy. Simplicity defends against deviating. Part one was it defends against deceiving. Um, and this time, or deception rather, this time it's simplicity defends against deviating. Who is that? Thank you, Miss Ozzy. You're typing fast tonight. I just want to make sure somebody put it in there so you all understand. Simplicity defends against deviating. Listen, we will never be able to accomplish the works of Christ void of truly believing in him. The moment we solely focus on the works, we deviate. The, the moment our attention is, okay, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? And we get caught up in that, we've already derailed from his perfect will, okay? The moment we stop believing in his ability and trust in our own, then we've gone completely off course. So here's the question for tonight. We know what the overarching point is, but here's the question for tonight. What area in your life seems a little derailed? What area in your life seems a little derailed? Where have you deviated from it, from what it is that God has told you to do? What, what have you deviated from? Did he give you the answer about how you need to deal with something in your life and you keep procrastinating around it? Where have you deviated? That's what I want you to explore um, after this lesson is over with, after you've signed off. Where am I kind of off track a little bit? Where have I deviated? And here's, where, here's what I believe you're going to find. And here's why I'm, I'm posing those questions to you. Trace where you deviated and you'll find unbelief. I promise you, if you trace where you've deviated, you'll find unbelief. And let me just be clear. When I mentioned earlier that the moment we stop believing in his ability and trusting in our own that we've gone off course, I wasn't just talking about belief in his existence, okay? I'm not talking about, oh, uh, you know, do you believe in Jesus Christ? Well, the scripture tells us, and we know this, that even demons believe he exists. So I'm not talking about his existence. I'm talking about the moment that you fully stop trusting in the Lord. That's what I talk, that's what I'm mentioning, okay? Going forward in this lesson, just know that that's what I'm talking about. 
I'm talking about that moment that you fully stop trusting him. So ask yourself, that's the question. Where have I deviated? Where have I derailed? Because once you trace that, I promise you, and it's good that you need to trace those areas because when you trace those areas, I promise you, you're going to probably find unbelief and not belief in the fact that you don't believe he exists, but unbelief in the fact that now I've stopped trusting the Lord from lording over my life and guiding that area in my life. Okay. Um, so let's go to a familiar scripture to support what I'm saying. Everybody knows this Proverbs 3, 5 through 7. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. He will make straight your paths. Where have I been derailed? Where have I um, um, gotten off track a little bit? Well, maybe I haven't trusted in the Lord with all my heart. Okay, there's that belief part. There's that part of trusting him to Lord and really guide, not just believing that he exists, but I mean really believing that he's Lord and he knows how to take care of every part in every area of your life. When we trust in him, according to the scripture, and we acknowledge him in all our ways, he will make straight our paths. Okay. So along with that, when you're exploring, where have I kind of deviated? Where have I derailed? When you trace it and you find that area of unbelief, meaning that area where you haven't fully trusted God, then guess what? All you have to do is start trusting God again. And the scripture promises in Proverbs 3 that he will make straight your paths. In other words, he'll put you right back on the same path. Isn't that just so sweet and kind of God? I love that about him. He's such a gentle redeemer. And that the moment that we get, we start derailing, He, if we, if we go back to what he told us to do, He's faithful to bring us right back where we need to be, okay? So no lost time. That should encourage someone. No lost time. Um, God knows how to put you right back on track. You don't even have to figure out, well, how do I get back to where I need to be? How do I need to do? Don't worry about that, okay? He's not the author of confusion. He's not a He's not a confusing God. He's a simple God. He, he, he He's clear about um, what his expectations are for us. And his desire is that we be clear about who he is in our lives, okay? So just, just something to think on. Simplicity, defends against deviating. Ms. Ozzy put it in the comment box for me. So listen, when we heed to the simplicity of believing and trusting in the Lord, it will keep us from deviating from his prepared plan for our life. Now, I said this and I'll say it again. There's specific works that God has assigned to each of us, but those outward works can't be accomplished um, void of Christ's inward work in our lives. So I hear, you know, a lot of people say, oh, you know, I just I just want to serve God. You know, I just I just want to do what he wants me to do. I just I wish he would just lay out a plan for my life. He did. He said, believe in Jesus, believe in Jesus. That's what we have to do. Um, you know, we, we get caught up in it. Well, yeah, I know. I know I need to believe in Jesus. I know I need to trust him. I know I need to have faith. But I just want step by step. Like I, I want it to be clear. Believe in Jesus can't get any clear believe in Jesus um, not here's the thing the, the instructions but I was kind of thinking on this the instructions are simple but it's really hard to put into practice it, it really is if you think about it it really is if, if God was to call all of us up right now and say okay Miss Ozie I want you to do XYZ this, this is exactly what I want you to do for your life. Concerning this family member, here's what I want you to do. Serena, here's what I want you to do. Here's what you're going to become. Here's how it's going to get accomplished. Here's what you're going to need to do. If he gives us all those details, it will be extremely easy, okay? Um, what we don't like to do is accept the simple instructions because the work of it is actually hard. 
And I love that about God because he doesn't make the instructions complicated. Because think about it, what he's requiring, requiring of us is actually hard work to trust him and allow him to Lord in every single area. That means when finances look a little jacked up and I don't know what we're going to do, I don't know how we're going to work all of this out. Um, I don't know about you, but I've been there through this pandemic um, with daycare and trying to work from home and having the kids, just questions, all kind of stuff coming up. And I'm like, God, if you can just give me some answers. And his only answer was just trust me. Just believe in me. Just trust me. Just believe in me. Um, he continually had to repeat that in my life. And he'll do that for us in order that we understand that once we trust him, we can understand that he's lording over us and he's going to cause all things to be well. Okay. So. <clears throat> Let's ensure that we don't get caught up in the simplicity of the instructions. Jesus is not trying to wiggle his way out. He's not trying to confound us and, and leave us with this mystery. He just understands something that we don't understand because he's Lord. He, he's, in, he's in full control. He knows all that's going to happen, that has happened, what's to come, all of that. And so that's why the, instru the instructions are simple. Just believe me and trust me, and I'll make it clear to you bit by bit. Day by day, I'll start to lay stuff on your heart. I'll start to give you hints. I'll start to guide you. I'll have someone speak a word. I'll have it revealed in my word, whatever it is. But your soul instruction is very simple, and that's to believe him and trust in him. So um, let's keep in mind that, a more detail in, that more detailed information is not the answer, okay? More detailed information is not the answer. The simple response already given is just what we need. It's just what we need. What have you been praying about? What have you been seeking God about? What is it that you want to be involved in? What kind of works do your has He assigned to your hands that you're that you have concern about? Whatever it is, the answer is simple. Believe in Jesus. Believe in Jesus. And I promise you, I'm not just saying that to wiggle my way out of teaching something so deep. Remember, the whole series is called The Simplicity of the Gospel. I said this in part one and I'll say it now. I think that we do um, a terrible job of making this Christian walk more complicated than what it needs to be. Christ didn't intend for it to be complicated. He's not the author of confusion. It's not his intent that we walk around on this earth aimlessly, okay? Um, not only did he send his son to die and rise for us, but he also sent the Holy Spirit to lead and guide us into all truth. So know this, that where there's confusion, where there's chaos, um, and all of that, that Christ is not in that, okay? Christ is a God of simplicity. He's very clear and he's very direct when it comes to us because he understands what we're capable of handling. So um, this thing of believing and trusting him, I want you to know that it's not just mouth service, okay? This isn't just saying it with your mouth. Lord, I believe you. Lord, I, 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 I trust you. But it means really showing it really, really showing it, not only in your speech, but also in your actions, okay? When you wholeheartedly believe that something is true, you act totally different. You act totally different. I, I, I'm sitting down in a, in a chair right now, and I believe it's going to hold me up. I don't know at any moment a screw could pop. I can fall down and it completely on live, but I believe and I just, I just know that it, it's going to hold me. So I don't even give it any thought. I don't think about it. I don't ask questions. I don't search. I don't look. Um, 
try to figure out if everything's okay. That's how we treat things when we believe in something. When we really trust something and we really believe it, we don't give that much thought to it. We don't give too much thought to it because we trust. We just trust that it's going to do exactly what we intend for it to do. Um, and so that's what I'm, 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 I'm after and I'm encouraging all of us to do um, going forward to really trust God. Um, I give you an example, Abraham. You know, I was thinking about this when I was writing this and it's just like, what kind of faith and belief in God do you have to have to take up your only son and prepare to kill him? Now, I don't know about you, but if I catch Pastor Keith with the one I prayed for with Soraya, taking him up, taking her up somewhere and saying, oh, the Lord told me and I trust God on this, we're going to have some problems, okay? Um, and and I say that to say, it, it's just it just amazes me how... Um, how much he trusted God. It seems crazy, but that's really what God is trying to get out of all of us. He's trying to get us to be so secure and so wholeheartedly committed to him that even if it seems crazy, even if it means giving up the very thing that we prayed for, that we'll act on it because we believe and we trust in him that much, okay? When it comes to what we wanna do, um, what God has assigned to our hands, the answer is simple believe in Jesus. Well, I don't know if I should be serving in that ministry. Well, I don't know if God want me to call them. Well, I don't know if I need to do this. Well, I don't know if I need to do that. Are you believing in him? Are you allowing him to lord over you? Are you allowing him to dictate how it's going to play out or how it's going to pan out or have you already figured that out and lean unto your own understanding as Proverbs 3 said. If you have, then my encouragement to you is to do what it says is to trust him wholeheartedly so that he can make your past back straight, okay? It's very simple. We just need to believe in Jesus. What Christian work, um, in addition to the question I asked you earlier, what Christian work have you been praying to God about? What is it that's laid on your hands? What godly thing? We don't want to be like the men and um, verse that we talked about here in John 6, where we continue to ask questions and ask questions when Jesus himself has already given us the answer. He says, just believe in me. Don't get caught up in that. Just believe in me. That's what type of um, Christian and disciple we want to be. So whatever Christian work you've been praying about, anything that God has assigned to your hands or you're not sure if he signed to your hands, trust him to give you the answer and don't bend and move on anything else, okay? Um, that's all I have for y'all tonight. Listen, I'm not Pastor Keith. This isn't Sunday morning, so we don't have three points with the matching letters and everything else um, Pastor Keith is gifted to do. I just want to encourage you all um, and give you simple short lessons on this thing um, called the gospel, okay? I mean, I run into, this is just my heart. We're done with the lesson, but let me just say something from my heart. I run into too many people um, who repeatedly say, it's just so difficult understand this I don't I don't have it all together I don't know this I don't that it is I'm not saying that this walk is easy that's not what I'm, I'm, I'm teaching here that's not what I'm saying uh, what I'm saying is that the simplicity of the message and the simplicity of what Christ has asked us to do is very simple we complicate things um, bad doctrine tradition um, our own sinful nature all of this starts to crowd and crowd and crowd and crowd and um, and create a mess of confusion to the point where we're like, I don't even know if I can do this. It's very simple. It's extremely simple. Um, when we walk in simplicity with Christ, it helps us not to be deceived by the enemy. And it also helps us to not 
deviate from God's will, okay? So those are the two things that we've talked about. We don't want to be deceived on this journey, and we don't want to be, um, we don't want to deviate from what God has intended for our lives, okay? I promise you, if you keep things simple, if you trust them, if you go back to the basics, if you pray, if you do what you need to do, if you um, worship him, if you participate in Christian acts, I promise you, God will keep you. He will keep you and he'll lead you bit by bit by bit. Don't add nothing to it. Don't make it more complicated than what it has to be. It's exactly like when you go to the doctor and they tell you, you know, I, I hear people all the time, high blood pressure or knee pain and back pain. And I say, what did the doctor say? Oh, that I need to lose weight. Yeah, you need to go back to the basics. You need to do the simple stuff. You need to walk. You need to drink a lot of water. You need to exercise. It's the simple stuff. It's the same thing with this um, thing called the gospel. It's very simple. We don't have to overcomplicate this, y'all. We don't have to overcomplicate it. We just need to live for Jesus. I'll say this and I'll close in prayer. Um, I've been seeing on Facebook. I haven't been on much today because I've had a, a lot to do. Um, but the moment I did click on a few times, um, a classmate of mine, I found out, passed away. And um, I'm 34. And I've had a number of classmates pass away. And it's so, uh, I don't know, you know, I've heard of a number of deaths um, this week and this year, but something about that um, just really tugged at my heart in a different way today when I clicked on it. And I just was like, Lord, I pray that she knew you. I pray that she left behind two young kids, I believe, um, not even in middle school. And I began to pray for them. And my heart just really went out to them. And it was such a, a, a dark reminder that nobody knows the day and nobody knows the hour. Live for Jesus and keep it simple, okay? Um, the enemy tried to kind of even attack my mind before this lesson. It's like, oh, this is too basic and this is too that and this is too that. But I have to only teach what God has entrusted me to teach. Live for Jesus. Keep it simple, okay? People are dying. Um, people are leaving this earth without knowing Christ. Those of us who we've been graced to know him, we don't need to make it more difficult than it needs to be. We don't need to add anything to it, okay? Remember the foundational truths, all right? Um, so I pray you receive something out of this. I'm gonna go ahead and pray, and I pray that you will join us next week on Thursday at 7 p.m. It's not gonna be myself. Um, our anniversary is coming up, and so the Coles have decided to give us an anniversary gift of taking over teaching um, for this for the upcoming week and so um, Minister Chantel will be on and she's going to be teaching about um, uh, Well, let me not give her message in case she changes it But she'll be on to teach and then you I'll be back on the last week of February um, November Excuse me to close out this third part of the simplicity of the gospel. Okay, let's go to God in prayer Father we thank you for tonight. Oh God. I thank you for your simple truths I thank you, O oh God, that you're not the author of confusion, O oh Lord, but it is your desire that we have clarity and understanding. You want to be made known, O oh God, to us. You're not trying to hide. You're not trying to um, complicate things, O oh God, but you're intentional about keeping things so basic that we can grasp it, O oh God. God, we know the walk is challenging, but your truths remain simple. And so, Father, I pray for myself and I pray for those listening and for those who shall listen, um, that they will receive your simple truth, truth and believe in you. That they'll believe you and allow you to lord over their lives, oh God. There's an area where they've deviated from you, where they've gotten derailed from their Christian walk, oh God. Give them the strength, oh God, to trust in you with all their heart and with all their understanding, oh God. 
so that you can make their path straight, O oh God. Lord, no man knows today nor the hour that you shall return. Neither do we know, O oh God, the day that's set for us. You said that it's appointed unto man to die once for us to leave this earth. So, Father, I pray that those listening, O oh God, including myself, that we will receive your simple truths and apply them quickly, quickly, God. We won't be like the men in John 6 who continued to ask Jesus over and over again, numerous of questions after he had already given the answer, after he had already spoken to their intentions. You're speaking. You're still speaking. Despite what's going on in the world, we know you're still speaking in 2020. Your word even tells us that you're not slow, as some count slowness, but that you're patient, desiring that no man perishes. You want us to know you. And so, Father, I pray that someone comes to know you and someone comes to trust you even the more. We love you and we adore you. And it's in your son Jesus' name that we do pray. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Listen, thank you all again for tuning in. Um, thank you for putting up with the noise in the back. If you got in late, um, like I said, we were I was supposed to record in a, in a quiet room in a space, but that was taken up. And so I had to record out near a gym. Um, so a lot of noise from the door. But thank you so much for not allowing that to be a distraction and still tuning in. Listen, if you see someone who didn't hear this word, I know it's not Pastor Keith's word, but please still share it, okay? Please, please, please still share it because we want as many people as possible to um, hear the word of God even throughout the week. So thank you all for tuning in and I pray that you have a good night. Take care. I'm confident that you didn't stumble upon this podcast by accident because God is sovereign. And whenever our sovereign God sends us a message for a reason, he wants us to respond. My prayer is that you respond by allowing the word to be planted in you so that it produces God's will for your life. Until next time, strive to not simply come to church, but to become the church.